Steve here with Alloyed RPG. Today we are talking with Tom and Bodie, the father and son team, also known as Homie and the Dude, and they are the game designers, creators of Sky Zephyrs, which is currently on Kickstarter. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. 100%. Nailed it. I think you got about 20, 22 days to go, something like that, but fully funded. So we will put a link in the channel description. So welcome to the channel, guys. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Dude, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and to, to, to hang out with you. And so I understand you guys are originally American, but now are living in the UK. Is that right? Yeah, yeah 100%. How did, how, did that, how did that transition happen? <laughs> oh, it's a wild journey. So Bodie was born in America, born in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, I was I was born in the states as well. Um, so I had you're a, born in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas, and uh, yeah, Tracy, my wife, and Bodie's mom and I met in California. We moved to Jackson Hole, and I started a business. This is going back in all the way back to 1997, and uh, um, it was the beginning of the internet. Things were, you know, all kinds of fun and fantastic and exciting things were happening. And I, uh, I wrote a bit of a, an internet bubble and timed it pretty well and started a company in 97 and sold it in 2000 and finally left the company just before 2002. And at that point I had a decision, which was either do it again, become a serial entrepreneur. You know, that's what all my friends were asking me to do and saying you should do and all this, or become a little bit more of a present father, uh, which I hadn't been for the first four years of Bodie's life. I'd really just been pushing, pushing hard yeah, for this business. For sure. And uh, we stepped off the, the treadmill completely. And my wife, Bodie and I moved to Spain at that time. Um, so we were in Southern Spain on the Mediterranean and that's where Bodie grew up for yeah. his first, uh, his formative years were in Spain. And you would say at this point that it's home. Yeah, Spain it's... is more home to you than America or England, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we, we lived long, we've lived way longer here in the UK, but for me, Spain is definitely the place that I consider home. You know, it's where from, from ages of five through to 11, which, you know, were, were, you know, I discovered all my loves, all my passions. It was, um, it was a beautiful little bubble on this little seaside town that, you know, was just very, a little bit more isolated from the world and allowed me to really be an outdoors kid. I just had a had a very fun childhood living out in Spain with, mm. with my friends and learning a new language and just all that kind of stuff molded molded then our move to England because I was I was kind of failing at school and basically my grades were dropping, my you know, my um, skills in, in some ways were dropping and you guys were confused about it. I was confused about it because you know, as all my teachers would say, and as I knew, I was like, I'm a smart per like I'm smart. I just can't, can't okay. do the thing basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, we found out that I'm, I'm severely dyslexic and, uh, and pro probably have a little bit of the tism as well. And, um, we, <laughs> and we, uh, we ended up moving to the UK to come and, uh, come in, uh, for me to attend a school that would essentially allow me to actually learn tools and stuff to help me uh, overcome my dyslexia and my my you know uh, my my learning difficulties that were holding me back yeah. and so um i went to a school for like like nine years of my life mm -hmm. and um and yeah came out the other end able to write a book apparently <laughs> so uh, you know good times nice. yeah very cool now yeah. um of course we're talking about rpgs and stuff like that so uh I guess it's a little bit of an unfair question for you, but maybe Tom, um, is there a difference or have you noticed any appreciable difference between uh, RPG culture or players in the UK versus in the US? That's a very interesting question. That is interesting. 
So our, our, most of our experience with RPGs is recent in the last, let's say, three or four years, but we do interact with a lot of American players. Uh, so we have an actual play that has, of our cast, there's three players that are based in America, and then two of us are based in the UK, Bodie's the, the Dungeon Master. I'd say, you know, there are, like, just pop culture references that it feels like there is a little bit more of a, almost like an inside awareness mm. in America that's a little bit more insular to, to North America. But, you know, because things are so open everywhere and the internet has really kind of equalized sure. and homogenized everything, um, not a lot, but I th I'd say a little bit. Here's what I would say as well. Uh, Americans, as you know, we're, we're very loud, forward people. Playing with Americans is a little bit of a different experience where when you break through the barrier with people from the UK, it can be a beautiful, enriching experience. But there is a barrier of like, oh, I'm, I'm either too cool or, oh, I'm a little bit insecure or, you know, I don't want to like put myself out there to really, you know, dive into the role playing and things like that. Where yeah. American people are just, just to, to, to say the least, they just go balls to the wall, you know? It's, it feels yeah. like you guys jump in at the diva, yeah. deep end and, and really kind of commit. And I feel like, you know, Tom did the same thing. I feel like I do the same thing. You know, my mother, Tracy, who's English, nervous. Mm, you know, like yeah. you and I, you know, though nervous, we're like uh, excited by yeah. it, you know, where my mother at times gets nervous. She like asks me for advice. She wants, you know, feedback on her acting and how she's doing, you know, when we do our actual play and things like mm -hmm. that. And it's just a different experience, yeah. I would say. It's, it's really interesting, the, mm -hmm. the, the difference between the two, for sure. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Sky Zephyrs. What's the 30-second elevator pitch for that, that game? What would you say? 30-second elevator pitch. It's essentially an overlay, a, a setting, uh, sorry, a system overlay for any setting, basically. What it means is it allows you to plug in these rules to your setting, and then you can then include things like airships, you know, planes, uh, you know, submarines, naval vessels, spaceships. Essentially, you will be receiving a dynamic 3D movement and combat system that we've created. Brand new aircrew rules that allow you to have an amazing NPC aircrew uh, assisting you along your journey. Incredible player feats that uh, expand, you know, the player options even further um, within the, the space. You'll get uh, the option to have 25 plug-and-play uh, Zephyrs, as we call them, airships, to use in your own worlds and to customize at will. On top of that, for players and GMs, you will be able to fully customize and build your dream airships from over 200 stations and parts to build and comprise and modularize your very own dream airship. And we've also uh, created that process in the book, so you can do so if you're old school, pen and paper, and do all your maths, how uh, the, the old school way, how we make stat blocks in the, uh, using the GM, DMG and all that kind of stuff. Um, or we have the Hat Deep Builder, which is an application that we've created uh, on, our, uh, on our website that we are currently working on, where you will be able to go and select the parts and it will do all the maths for you, give you a stat block at the end of it, along with a, a bill for how much it's going to cost in game. And, uh, and you're good to then plug, in, plug and play that into your game as well. So essentially, this is the, this is the comprehensive guide to airship combat movement and building essentially for, for your TTRPG table. So a uh, question for each of you on this one. Uh, in that structure, what is your personal favorite mechanic? Great question. You go first, because mine will probably be a, a longer answer. <laughs> uh, my favorite mechanic is uh, something that we were 
struggling with uh, for a little while. And then we unlocked it in, I don't know, it felt like a moment of, you know, you know, sometimes when something just opens up and you, you, it, it comes from, you don't even know where it comes from, but essentially it was around movement and wanting this to be a, an experience of dogfighting or of, you know, swashbuckling combat where, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of chaos going on. There's a there's strategy and all this other stuff. And we wanted to kind of get that going, but you know that there's a certain order of combat, right? There's a certain structure in combat that doesn't really allow for that, almost that intuitive, um, dynamic mm-hmm. thought process, problem solving stuff. But anyway, so the, the, the solution, the aha moment was moving our space, our, our airships, uh, whether we're as players moving our airships or the DM is moving their airships at the exact same time at the end of a round of combat. And the kicker is potentially players having their movement to themselves while the DM would have his or her movement to themselves and then revealing that at the same time, almost mm-hmm. like dropping down the cards at the same time. So that mm-hmm. immediately made us realize that, holy moly, we can now, you know, when that when that drops, our airship's going this way, your airship's going this way, it's no longer a combat. Or we were both going like this, now we're going like this, you know, or we were both going like this, we're both going like this now. So it, it, it introduced this level of like 3D chess, Mm-hmm. and a, a level of fun to the game that I didn't think was a, uh, was possible. And we, we somehow stumbled upon it. And that was, that was just a really yeah. powerful moment for me. For me, my favorite mechanic, um, I actually love- I stole yours, don't I? Uh, that's what that is. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> that's definitely, definitely all right. one of my favorites. That's all right. <laughs> um, definitely one of my favorites. I would say my, my other favorite would be for our air crew. So air crew in our, in our system can be done in various different ways. You can track them um, as like smaller groups. You can track them as individuals, or you can just leave them in the background and then utilize them uh, as and when you need. What we've created is this resource essentially for players during combat, which is your air crew. Now your air crew can die, they can, you know, they can help you with things, but they're in the background basically existing and maintaining your ship. And for me, the mechanic that I love most about it is the commands that you can give the aircrew. So the aircrew have there's a list of basic commands that anyone from any ship, any background, anything can give to aircrew when they get on a ship. And those commands could be anything from retrieve me that item to abandon, abandon Zephyr to, uh, to, you know, give, uh, you know, reload this weapon, you know, that kind of thing. So it's things like that where you begin using the air crew on your turn as another option um, to do op- to, to interact with your ship and the space and combat in ways that, you know, people have never thought of before, basically. As I'm thinking about your Kickstarter campaign, what, mm. uh, what was the most, I'll, I'll go on the positive here, what was the most enjoyable part of setting up your Kickstarter? A, couple, a week or two out of the Kickstarter, we spoke to someone from Mayhem Press, a, a phenomenal third-party creator company um, that you know we we can't sing their praises enough. They're they're absolutely incredible with what they do. And one of their people who works on their Kickstarters was willing to take a look at our page and give us some advice and uh, and give us some kind of pointers. And not only was the advice incredibly sound and helped us in ways that we couldn't even imagine, mm-hmm. but also. Um, it was the compliments that he gave us on the work that we had already done. For me, that was a really nice moment. And shout out to uh, Mayhem Press for for doing that for us and taking that time for us. It, it means a lot. It meant mm-hmm. a lot that they did that for us. Go for it. 
So yeah, I, I think mine was, so we, we, did, we did fund in four hours, but during that time when we were funding, we were doing a live stream. Um, and, and so we actually didn't realize, I don't think until we went live, what, we, what exactly we were doing, which could have really been quite awkward if we hadn't funded so early, we could have just been literally live. And uh, so it was our whole team around a table and uh, we're just talking. And we also had scheduled a bunch of guests to come on that were essentially people that had come with us on our homing the dude journey over the last two years people that we've met people that we have collaborated with that we maybe have played games with um, maybe have been guests on our podcast and it, there was something that was so gratifying about having so much kind of love um, thrown at us and just kind of conveyed at how proud they were of us of how just supportive peers. they were of our us peers, yeah. yeah coming in and just being being homies it was yeah, awesome that was, yeah. that was dope yeah. so we had i think 10 guests over over the course of the evening and they were you know many of them are very good friends of us um in the ttrpg community and it was just um it was a nice moment to reward of course you know the tallies on the backing numbers are going up and that's all great right. i didn't even look at that during the night i, I we, we would get updates as they were going i just couldn't get myself to, to hit the refresh button i since then i do but, yeah, yeah. but that night <laughs> right. uh that night was just all about the live stream and just appreciating the journey we've been on for over a year to get this Kickstarter to the launch day. And then having that night of several hours of just chilling with our friends and, and uh, enjoying the moment was, was pretty satisfying. Yeah. So here's a weird one. If you had to uh, compare Sky Zephyrs to an animal, real or mythical, <laughs> what would it be? Okay. Let's and, have a and look. why? And why? Oh, I, I think I have one. What? That's a <laughs> fucking wild question. That is a, that, you know what? That might be. I, do you know what? I, I, we've been doing a lot of like, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of podcasting for Sky Zephyrs. You know, we've spoken to a lot of people and, uh, and, and we've talked about the project a lot. I think that's my favorite question <laughs> we have ever received about Sky Zephyrs. That's fucking hilarious. Um, God. I've got one. Okay, you go. I'll go, and then you, you can keep thinking. You go, you go. Uh, this is going to sound a little bit wacky, but um, I, I'm going to say it's kind of like a velociraptor. Um, okay. And here are, the re here are the reasons why. It's not because it's, you know, like dangerous, or, but it's, it's deceptively clever and continually like, it's almost like um, the more you get to know it, the more you appreciate what's looking in front of you, the, the more you appreciate what's underneath the hood. But, and um, so it's, it's like, you know, whether it is the mechanics or the builder and the combination of the two, you're looking at something that has many levels to it. So I don't know, I picture a raptor having some like, you know, at some point you're like, it's a fucking dinosaur. And other points you're like, that, that dude's lethal. That dude <laughs> can kill like things like five times as big as it, and that it can organize. It can like, yeah, know, yeah. something in there. Okay. What do you I, got? What do you got? I, I got a, I got a weird one. I got a squid. Ooh, because squids nice. are versatile, man. They can fit through any hole. They can like squeeze themselves. They can camouflage themselves. You know, they can do water. They can do land. Shit, I imagine if we shot that thing into space, it would do space just fine. So it's um, just, a squid is like the, the ultimate overlay animal. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going with. That's exactly how I was like. It's the most like versatile. Like again, like it can fit through any hole. It it can camouflage. They're they're dangerous when they're giant. You know, like I feel like that's or the, they yeah they peck, peck you, you. With your yeah <laughs> they also like they stick to you they suction they're annoying but they're cute like it's all that stuff man they, 
they're the, they're the middle of all animals. They're like the, the average of all animals, um, which, which means that they're just the most versatile. Yeah. That, that, that would be where I'd go with that. So, so I read on your page um, and uh, saw another uh, interview with you guys. What's, what's the MMA connection <laughs> for, you, for you guys with MMA and tabletop RPG? I know there's... there's, there's like you, don't, you don't see it? It's, <laughs> you literally don't see how seamless that it's, connection is. How do we explain this? So, first of all, Tom partook in martial arts when he was younger and, and did little bits and bobs growing up. Not to mention you grew up with people like Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee. You know, you Tom grew up with all these amazing action heroes. I was brought up on watching old kung fu movies. You know, I remember I remember watching Kill Bill and like Troy, like at the age of like seven or eight with you. <laughs> and like we we like very much like Tom opened me up to this world of what I consider beautiful combat. Yeah. All of that and all my all our love for that culminated in the connection to TTRPG being if you listen to our actual play, I promise you, you'll hear the best combat you've ever heard in a D&D game ever. Yeah, what would we, you say about your love for for MMA and shit? I think well it, the connection itself, we've actually we've worked on making more of a mm -hmm. connection of it. And yeah. so we behind the scenes we have actually put some time into bringing more of the MMA experience into the TTRPG world so that, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat isn't so pedestrian, isn't so kind of and just know, sanitized. I, hit. I yeah. hit. Oh, you hit. Wonderful. But we also have been working on a mixed martial arts class for D&D mm. &D behind the scenes, which is something that we're slowly developing and, and, and it's coming a bit more to fruition, but something that's been in the background because we wanted to lead with Sky's efforts and, yeah. and, and, you know, it felt more important to us with the release of a uh, uh, spell jammer and how just wonderful that was and how, how much you know we, we all enjoyed spell jammer mm -hmm. uh, one of the questions i always ask in in my interviews for a uh, role-playing game folks is what is your personal favorite game night snack oh great question great interesting question. You, you, want, know, you got one well there, there's certain criteria, so although there are certain things that I prefer... This is always, it, it this is always so much more of a complicated question. <laughs> it, is, it, is. it depends whether we're recording or not as well. It, it, it does. So just cleanliness, like having, you know, like to some degree wings might be a consideration, but just at the table probably wouldn't be appropriate just because it's just too messy. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm thinking like... I know mine. Go for it. Straight off the bat. Easy peasy. If I can, um, honey mustard Ooh, pretzels. Those are good. Honey mustard pretzels. Pretzel pieces. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Honey mustard pretzel pieces. I'm all about Do you about suck that. on those? Do you suck the, the mustard pretzels? No, no. I just, just I, just, I, just, I get as many in my mouth as I feasibly can <laughs> and just, just chew for ages. You don't need to suck them Just yeah. kind of get them in there. Just try and get, yeah. Um, that one, or I would say um, another good one. We, I'm not sure how big this is in America, but there's a, a chocolate company in the UK called Cadbury's. Mm -hmm. And Cadbury's make um, make a chocolate called uh, Cadbury's Caramel, but they've turned it into like a little edible snack called Cadbury's Nibbles. And um, they're caramel nibbles. And, oh, dude, that's my absolute kryptonite. Like, <laughs> like legitimately my kryptonite. Yeah. I, I can devour a bag of those in one sitting. It's oh, it's so bad. I need to, like, really stop. My, my cholesterol and my heart is just <laughs> like, don't get diabetes. <laughs> I think, um, terrible, dude. Terrible. I mean, the other the other consideration is like I was thinking, you know, I'd go for a good bag of like 
salt and balsamic vinegar like chips, chips. but oh, the crunch as well is kind of annoying depending on like i don't know if it's annoying or not but there's things that i'm considering like first totally. is cleanliness second is like noise to the person next to me i'd not... say a good cider is a good oh yeah you, just... you know a cider with, with with a game you know a couple of ciders with the game get you looser and mm -hmm. also a good like a good snack beverage to have while you're playing there tracy you know... my wife uh is a chef and she tends to make us some nibbles yeah. every, every now and again so nice. she might put some like brownie out or something like some that some nachos or something some nachos yeah yeah, that's yeah. Really nice. yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuff I'm always amazed with that question, the uh, the diversity of answers and how it seems like such a simple thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is not. Is there anything else that you guys want to uh, to pitch while you got the the video? Dude, uh, I would just say this. You know, we you know we have built this because there was a lack in what we needed in D and D. We saw that there was a lack in what the community needed in D and D. You know, we're out here trying to do this for the people. You know, this this we we've said this all along. Um, this is our love song to the TTRPG community. You know, we've we have been given a gift of playing this game and experiencing so many of our friends and beautiful people that we know because of this space now. And this is our thank you to all of you guys. We hope that you guys freaking love it and that it's something that you know everyone finds helpful at their tables. But with that, this is also the reason why we're doing a month of public playtesting for everyone as well. We want your guys' voice to be heard. It's so important with, you know, the fact that, you know, currently we have big corporations, you know, not mentioning the wizards on, on a certain coast, um, you know, <laughs> who don't, you know, outreach to their community as much as they should and find out what we, what we as a community want. And so we are very much trying to make this a thing where we've kind of think we've come up with the solution, but we want to hear your guys' voice. So, um, if more than anything, come to back so that you can have your voice heard and join our, what we call our familia, which is the community that interacts with us here at Homie and the Dude. We have our Discord server that's the main place that all those people exist. And, you know, it's it's just a beautiful, inclusive, diverse space that we're, we're very, very proud of and, and very, very stoked with. Um, in terms of Sky Zephyrs, just rattle off, you know, 3D dimensional combat movement and uh and travel rules for you uh brand new air crew rules you know loads of items spells uh npcs for you to use in your world creatures and mounts for you to use in your world um you know plug and play airships a brand new website generator that currently is going to allow you to build airships out of over 200 parts but we're going to be expanding with our next kickstarter to space vehicles naval vehicles as well then we're hopefully going to vehicle and uh, sorry land vehicles and mechs possibly planes all that kind of stuff down the line so you know this is going to be a hub for you guys to come and make exactly the vehicles you want in your game uh, to the degree that you want them and and, and in a style that you're you're happy with but other than that that's that's all i got do you have anything else uh, just that we're a you know we're a family business we're yeah. a father and son team that uh chasing a dream together and it's pretty cool and uh if you like what you see then come along the journey with us yeah we appreciate you guys anyone who listens to this anyone who takes the time to support join the discord y'all freaking rock like this journey has been incredible because we've done it together but because we've done it together yeah. and that's what's important well very cool well it's uh, oh, been yeah. a pleasure talking with you guys and uh yeah again check it out it's sky zephyrs on kickstarter and uh i'll put links in the description below and as always thanks for watching and may your dice always roll with advantage